Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation, the podcast to support your spiritual revolution. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm joined by Jazzy Jackson. Jazzy is a shamanic practitioner who imagines a world where people are not in constant pain and anxiety, where they're able to live in the present moment without guilt or worry, and her dream is to demonstrate and teach the tools that can activate a fulfilled and peaceful life filled with joy. She created Crystal Luna to leverage the essential methods to empower people to reach a true understanding of themselves and to act according to their true will. Jazzy has gained so much insight through her journey of discovering her true self and really reclaim her life. She shares about the deep anxiety she experienced and the confusion around her feelings because she had such a successful life in terms of her education, career, and marriage. We talk about the impact it has on our lives when we're living by someone else's standards of success. Things like mysterious anxiety or depression when we can't figure it out can be ways that our soul is talking to us and trying to get our attention. Better said, it's our soul screaming at us to get into alignment. So before we get started, be sure you check out karagoodwin.com for help with your meditation practice. The Meditation Immersion Course is a robust program to help you develop or refine your meditation practice, and I meet with members of the Healing Hearth community every week for meditation and wisdom talks. There's a large meditation library and other resources to help you keep your practice strong. And now, enjoy this episode. So welcome, Jazzy. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So let's talk a little bit about your journey and how you got into shamanic practices. Yeah, of course. I want to say that when I was younger, my mom and aunts and even uncles and even my dad, they all had like their foot in the door. Um, that helps so much, doesn't it? <laughs> my mom used to read tarot cards. We used to all go to a tarot reader and she used to have a lot of astrology books and but we were all very catholic i went to a private catholic school and all that so there was this dissonance and pull one way or the other and when i was when i went away to college i decided that i didn't want to practice religion and i didn't want to tap into my intuition and shutting those gifts out really took me down the wrong path, a different path. And it wasn't until I started to tune back into my intuition in my mid-20s where I really started to take onto this path. And I felt like I had done everything in life that everybody had expected me to do. I had graduated college. I got my master's. I got married. I had the biggest corner office in in, in my corporate job. And yet I was still sobbing every single day to work and I was still so sad. And I didn't understand why, because in theory, I had a great life and I was doing all of the things. And I had a friend and a coworker that came into my office one day and said, I really feel the need to tell you about my experience in rehab. And I... They use Reiki uh, to help us 
through the process and he explained what Reiki was. And I remember thinking like, that's interesting, but not something for me. And a few weeks later, I had this major meltdown because I felt like I was in therapy for years and years. And I felt like I was doing all of the things I had checked off all of the boxes. And yet I couldn't find peace and I couldn't find that alignment with myself. And it was at my sister's house and I ended up having a complete meltdown. And I said, okay, I'll, at this point, I'll try anything. And it turned out his Reiki person was actually three minutes from my house. And so I felt oh, wow. a sign. And it completely changed my life. I saw lights behind my eyes, all of the stress and anxiety, everything that didn't belong to me just melted off of me. I was so lethargic afterwards. And that's really when I started to look down the path of meditation. And years later, I found breath work. And then I found the Shamanic Academy, which is where I am learning shamanic practices. Mm, wow. So did you ever get to the root of that mysterious sadness? Because you mentioned that you were able to dissolve everything that wasn't yours. And you mentioned before that, that you didn't really even know why you were so upset every day. So did you get to the root of what was going on there? Yeah, it was until years later, because then I started really looking into astrology and my astrology chart. And human design and putting all of the pieces together with having consistent Reiki's and aligning myself to my higher self, studying astrology, studying my human design, uh, going into alignments in, into my shamanic practice, I really started to piece together that I wasn't listening to myself and I was following everybody else's path. I was doing what everyone else was expecting me to do. And I was really living in anxiety because I was always like, okay, what is so-and-so going to say? Or how am I going to approach this meeting? Or what is the next step in my life based on what other people were expecting me to do? And then I was also living in depression because I was thinking I was so focused on what had happened and the decisions that I made and like living in the past. And so th this answer comes like threefold. So the first one was coming out of depression and anxiety and living more in the present moment. But it wasn't enough to just live in the present moment. This morning, I was just like in anxiety because I was like, oh, what am I going to do for this next thing? And I'm like, wait a second, let me notice 10 things and come back into my body. The second thing was like really, truly listening to myself and what I wanted and giving me, giving myself permission to want those things for myself and to own them. And then number three was increasing my self-worth and my self, my self-esteem, really. And those three things combined in realizing that's those were the things that were causing me to just be so sad. Um, and really coming into alignment with myself has allowed me to be here with you today. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I'm really excited about what you've shared because it it makes me think of something that came to mind in my world like a day or two ago, out, sort of out of the blue. I was thinking about this college professor that I had and how he was this, he was kind of a champion of students. Like he was really, really good at 
picking people out and fostering them along there so that they could get a good job when they graduated. And I went up through college through a business school. So I, I came out with a business degree. And, and he was really good about here's an opportunity for an internship that's come up in pulling you aside and being like, hey, there's this opportunity. This would be really good for you. Hey, you should be a, a student helper or a, what do they call them? Like a, an, a TA for K201. That'll look really good on your resume. This kind of thing that was really, really helpful. But as I was looking back at it, I was like, he was really shaping what he imagined people wanted or needed when they graduated. And that was based on his model of success, which is you can get yourself a good job with a good income in a nice city. Because that was another, that was someplace where we really didn't see eye to eye. I wanted to move back to the city that I came from, which is a smaller market, Indianapolis. And he was always like, you no, go to Chicago, go to New York. You don't need to go to Indianapolis, you know. And it was, oh, I mean, as I'm listening to this person I respected, it was like, oh, okay, I don't, I need to go to a big city. That's what success is. And I knew enough to let that go at that time. I don't want to live in a big city. But he just had his path and what he considered this is going to be success for a business student. And the students are in a position of, oh, I'm learning what success is, what it's like to be a grown-up. I don't know yet what it's like to be a grown-up. So this person is telling me, like, and I trust this person. And again, not that he was trying to do anything wrong, but it was just this, I'm following, to some extent, this path that somebody who doesn't have the same values is telling me. So how wonderful that you did have your family, even though you went a different direction for a while, but that you had that foundation so that you even had exposure to that. Because I think there are a lot of people who are waking up or who have woken up in the last few years where it's, oh my gosh, the things that I have been focusing on are not the things that I really care about. Or you can think about this too in terms of like, People who go toward the arts and they have more of an artist's path. And how much as we're growing up do we get pushed away from any sort of art path? You don't want to go into the entertainment industry. You don't want to be a struggling because it's always struggling. Right. It's like that's a really hard path. And from a parent's perspective, it I can see that where it's, wow, it's good. you're not going to have this stable income. It's going to be difficult for you. It's not going to, it might not be all of these opportunities that you think it might be, but it's also a very limited thought process, a very limited way of expressing like, okay, but what is it that you came here for? You know, <clears throat> which somebody else can't necessarily tell us. And my path actually wasn't, I gave the major highlights, but what you just described there with your professor, that actually happened to me as well. I, after high school, the summer after I graduated, my aunt invited me to go to Colorado. I already had a scholarship to a university up north and in, in Northern California. And I was going to, I was supposed to go visit her just for the summer and then come back. And then my parents were going to drop me off at school. 
And so she started asking me all these questions that I hadn't necessarily figured out yet. I mean, I was 17 when I graduated and I didn't have that foundation. And she convinced me because her view of success was that I needed to have all these things figured out and that it wasn't safe for me to go by myself. And so I ended up staying in Colorado and I got into so much trouble, into so many accidents. Like the universe was sending me sign after sign after sign that it was not for me. But because I shut down all of my gifts, I was like, I'm just going to push through because this is what my aunt says that would be the best thing for me. And it really wasn't. It really wasn't. I should have gone to the university that I had the scholarship for and kind of figured it out on the way, which was like the way that I was wanting to do it. But because I was so impressionable, so young, I followed what she said. And it really set me back a lot. But then I started to push forward once I moved back. And then that's when really when I started to listen to my intuition Mm -hmm. and form this path that I'm on now. Yeah, that's beautiful. So what, if you want to share, do you want to share a couple of the changes, the biggest changes or the biggest lessons that you've had as a result of your awakening? Yeah. So the biggest changes for me, and it didn't happen from one day to the next, was really realizing that I needed to be a lot more present. And I didn't understand fully what that meant because I kept hearing it as a buzzword. And I ended up reading The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And it was a summer a while back that I was like, okay, I'm going to wake up every day and kind of ask myself and go in deep and figure out what it is that I want to accomplish today, what it is that I want to do. So I'm an A-type personality. (laughs) I am someone that has found great success in to-do lists, in calendars, in I have this perfectionism thing about me. My rising is a Virgo. I really, it it was a really hard experiment for me. And what that taught me and what it allowed me to do was to come out of myself and the things that I really valued as success and really took it as an experiment. So it was a summer and I was like, I'm just going to take it easy and see what happens. And that summer I had some of the deepest healings because I got to meet people and practitioners that were meant for me to find and remove some of these deep layers of, oh, I need to have this to-do list or I need to I have to do these things because it makes me feel busy and it makes me feel like I accomplished something. And I really, I realized that I really needed support in that and that I couldn't do it by myself. So that was a really beautiful summer that taught me those lessons. And were you able to carry on with that? Do you feel more now that's something you carried with you or I think that I'm a lot more mindful of it because I still, I think that I'm a lot more naturally in the present. And then I start to watch myself as I I come out of that and start to be in anxiety or think about the past. And it's, wait a second, what am I doing? What do I need to heal here? And try to come back into my body. Because what I also learned during that time is that most of my life, probably 
teens through like mid thirties, I was living out of my body mm-hmm. uh, and I had fibromyalgia for a good 20 plus years. Fibromyalgia is a nervous system issue where you feel pain from head to toe all the time, 24 seven. There's nothing that you can do to change that. And by doing these things, by living in the present moment, by taking care of my gut issues in 2021, I remember crying for joy because it was like the first day that I hadn't felt pain. Oh, wow. And I realized that it was something that I was able to cure for myself. I don't think I, I come across a lot of people that haven't been able to find that for themselves. But really understanding like the vagus nerve and how to soothe myself, how to regulate myself and how to take care of my gut issues have really allowed me to not just heal emotionally and spiritually, but also on a physical level. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah, I was curious with the you mentioned about the sort of being driven and being task oriented and feeling that accomplishment when you get things done and taking that suspended, you know, letting that just be and trying a different way for a while. I resonate with that a lot because I do tend to be like, okay, I just want to get, I want to just clear out some of these things that have to get done, but I can end up eating away a lot of time and energy just addressing these little things and it that can make it hard to harder to pull back. And as you mentioned, like being present, seeing where the day might take me, that's difficult for me to do where it's like just allowing open space where it's like, I'm not really sure I'm not going to tackle anything. You know, I'm pretty much utilizing my time as effectively as I can, which doesn't leave a lot of that kind of creative, open, free-flowing space. And that's something that I have to remind myself a lot as well, where it's okay to remember the value of that and be purposeful and intentional in carving out some time that's just, you know, to let the moment dictate what's going to happen. Yeah. And when I, what I find myself doing these days is I still have, okay, these are the things that I need to do. You know, I'm going to go on this podcast. I need to plan for my next thing. But also I leave myself open on a few days where I just block it out and it's, I'm just going to do what my soul wants. And what I, the habit that I have instilled in myself in those days, because I will polarize to just go and sit in front of the TV or go and listen to my favorite podcast or whatever. What I've instilled in myself is, okay, what is going to nourish myself or my soul today? And a lot of the times, like the things that will come up is let's paint, let's reorganize my crystals. And then I end up connecting with the crystals. Let's clear out my space or whatever the case may be. And I find myself being a lot more productive than had I planned it and put it on a to-do list because then it would have been like a chore rather Mm -hmm. than all right, this is what my soul is wanting to feel good. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I feel like you were going to offer another sort of big change or lesson, and I cut you off. No, that's okay. So going back to the self-esteem and the self, the self-worth part of it, when I first started on that journey, I was like, what does that even mean? And how do I do this? And 
a lot of the paths went towards self-care and then I needed to figure out what that meant. And I feel like a lot of the times when we think of self-care, we think of the facial, the manicure, the spa days. And what I really learned about self-care is that one, I needed to become a professional self-care person um, because protecting my energy, which is one of my self-care things, and really coming home to myself was going to be extremely important to the things that I want to inspire in other people and uh, in the space that I've created for people to come and heal themselves. And so really learning that aspect of my self-care routine and which part of it is like not having a to-do list a few days out of the week and really opening up myself to creativity and doing some of that limiting that core belief work was it all inspired me and allowed me to grow as a person. Mm, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So I think you were touching on this, but can you talk to us about Crystal Luna? Yeah, of course. So Crystal Luna was born out of a moon circle. <laughs> I used to do moon circles with my sister for a really long time and then we kind of stopped and she ended up moving in with me in 2019. And I remember setting up the living room and my sister looking over at me and asking, how is, how's Brandon, my husband, going to react to this? And I was like, I have no idea, but we'll see. Because at that point, I wasn't very spiritual. I wasn't really vocal or outward about my beliefs. And so we did it. He was curious and he was like, oh, okay. And I remember looking back at her and saying, what would be really cool if I could open up a place where I could share my crystal knowledge, my knowledge on Reiki and to share Reiki with people, to share my knowledge on herbs and plant medicine and do sound baths and do tarot and oracle readings and teach people astrology and things like that. That's what crystal sound stands for. Crystals, Reiki, yerba, which means herbs, sound baths, tarot, and astrology. Oh. And I've always had an affinity to the moon, and it was born out of the moon circle. So I named it Luna. And then, at, and Luna means listening is the highest form of respect to another human being, the you meaning unity uh, with the collective, the N meaning namaste, the light in me, sees the light in you, and the A meaning authenticity, where I come as my most authentic self in order to inspire others to be their most authentic self. And so is this a physical place? It is a physical place, although I do have clients all over the world. I have clients in Germany, in Australia, in Michigan, Florida, North America, Canada, South America as well. But I do have a place here in Camarillo. It's a physical place where people can come and get inspired. Oh, beautiful. I love that. So what sort of advice would you give somebody who's listening today and is trying to figure out the next step on their path? I would say to experiment as much as you can. Because what's working for one person might not necessarily be what your soul needs 
or what will work for you. I myself have a team of people. I have my Reiki person, my therapist. I have a shamanic practitioner that does work with me. I have just a lot of people that are supportive for me. And so I would say, try to find the thing that works for you or the things that work for you. It's probably not going to be just one thing. Most people start with meditation. You can also try breath work. You can try Qigong. You can try yoga. Like a combination of all of those things might be what allows you to be in alignment and to find yourself. Beautiful. Are there any specific practices that have helped you to align with your higher purpose? Yeah. So Reiki, absolutely. And do Uh, you mean receiving Reiki? It sounds like you're also a practitioner. Yeah. So receiving Reiki. So I still have a monthly appointment Mm -hmm. that I go to to a Reiki practitioner to allow me to cleanse and clear and be in alignment. I also give Reiki. That was probably the one thing that really opened up all of my gifts was practicing Reiki and sharing it with others. I would say also Qigong. Uh, Qigong is like a, it's like Tai Chi, but it's a little bit more, it works a lot more with like your internal organs and your outer energy. Uh, I've done yoga for a really long time, I but I don't really do that anymore because Qigong for me, like once I discovered Qigong, I felt like that was a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. Um for me. And I have like my classical therapist that I still talk to, which it doesn't like if I was only going to therapy for 20 years, adding all of these other pieces have enhanced the one-on-one therapy in one way or another, because I find myself having deeper healings and being able to integrate and process the things that happen in therapy with Qigong and Reiki and the shamanic practices. Hmm. It sounds like you've been doing your practices for a while. Is there anything that comes up in terms of the evolution of your practice as things come into your practice, as they serve their purpose and maybe fade away? And because we can have, you mentioned meditation, and of course, we're on meditation conversation at the moment. I know that there are some lineages where it's like, this is how you meditate. And it's like, this is the most effective way to do it. And it can be that it's a really powerful way. But after months or years of only practicing in that one way, that can, it can kind of get flat. And so for me, it's important to always, not always be seeing what the next shiny object is, but to have some diversity and to be able to tune into, is this still am I still getting juice out of this or am it is a dogma now? Is it just that I'm doing it because I'm afraid not to or it just can dry out? So I'm curious about the evolution of your practice. Yeah, that's a really great question. So what I would say is when things start kind of petering out, but you're it, you have found such like a profound evolution within that, let's say it's meditation, right? So for me, meditation is really hard for me at the beginning. And so then I started to move on to breath work. And then with breath work, that made it even more powerful. And coming back into meditation, it gave it like that little umph because now with breath work, I was allowing thoughts to come in and it took me to like another state and another level. And coming back into meditation, it really gave it that, like it 
it packed a punch, if you will. Mm. And what I would say about that too is when we start to level out on certain things like meditation, a lot of the times that's just where we're supposed to be in the moment because it's like preparing us for the next kind of up-leveling or the next kind of thing to really pop within us. And so while I would say definitely stick with some of the things that have worked for you in the past, introducing new things will allow you to move that energy and to really come back into the existing practice and see how that's moved for you. Mm, Beautiful. So how can people connect with you and find out more about your offerings? Yeah, of course. So I have a website, www.krista, C-R-Y-S-T-A hyphen, it's the little dash, Luna, L-U-N-A dot com. I'm also on Instagram, Krista Luna Vortex. You can follow me there. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And your podcast? Oh, that's right. I do have a podcast (laughs) called Beyond Meditation Podcast. We talk about all sorts of modalities. We go really deep into things like breath work and I am and the violet flame and things like that. We even had Kara on as a guest as well. So you can go out and and check that episode out. Wonderful. Well, Jazzy, this has been really fun and informative. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll have the links and everything accessible in the show notes. And just thank you so much. Thank you. This was a pleasure. 